welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. We're talking about the wonder of Christmas. So let me just ask you, when was the last time that you were left in awe and wonder, amazement or surprise? How many within the last week you had that feeling? Okay, how many it's been a lot longer than that? All right, how many last Sunday night had a surprise? I was heavily surprised that all the NFL analysts were completely wrong when they chose the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yes, yeah. And I was left in awe, wondering, how can people do the things that they do as Jordan Love reached back on fourth and one, he just needed one yard, one yard, and he reaches back with two defenders in his face, and I'm thinking that has interception written all over it. Anybody else? Yes. And rather than one yard, he throws for 33. And Romeo Dobbs, with three defenders around him, falling backwards, catches the ball. And I'm like, that is unreal. Well, that's like a 2.5 on the scale of wonder compared to Christmas, right? Christmas gets a full out 10 every year. Well, it should, right? It should, but it doesn't always get what it needs. Well, what is wonder? I want to give you just a simple, simple definition. Wonder is admiration, that is caused by something beautiful and unexpected. The problem is we come to expect some things and they become kind of blah. And that can happen, believe it or not, with Christmas. And we don't want it to happen. So the real question is this, would you describe your Christmas that way? Admiration of something that is beautiful, and then the hard part, right, and unexpected. I think we've come to expect Christmas. We've come to expect some of the miracles and the things, actually, that happened that first Christmas. And so when was the last time that you allowed yourself to be moved by the miracle that happened that day, and that is continuing miracles as a result of that, even on this day? Because there are some amazing things that have taken place. But there's an old terminology here. It goes like this. Familiarity breeds contempt. Anybody hear that before? Yeah, and I still struggle. What's that word contempt? You know, I, they, contempt of court I've heard before, I think, right? It's like, what is contempt? Well, contempt is really, in its, in its simplest form, all it really means is lack of respect, Loss of respect. Maybe the respect was there at one time, but now it's been lost. It means to be careless with something that is important. And we kind of have a thought that shows that we have contempt, and it's like this. I know that already. I've heard that story hundreds of times, and we shut it down. That's contempt. And it can so easily creep in even to Christmas and the message of Christmas. 
Even the most magnificent events of all times, they can lose their luster after a while, can't they? They can because we've been there, we've done that, leaving us unimpressed. We can't let that happen with Christmas. We can't. We have to wake up the wonder of Christmas. We have to prepare for it. We have to be ready for it. And wonder is the most appropriate word for that. But the reason we have to is because of this. It is careless to care less about Christmas. Would you say that with me? It is careless to care less about Christmas. Do you believe that? That is contempt. It is careless to do that. And so we need to continue to care about Christmas. So has Christmas become something else to you? Something like this. A young man and a woman had a baby. And by the way, she was a virgin. That's just crazy, right? When you think about it. They were told ahead of time that it was going to happen, so they believed it. And by the way, an angel's the one who told them. Kind of like, it's an afterthought, right? And then there were these shepherds. And they came. And the baby was born in Bethlehem in a barn, laid in a manger, because there was no room for them to stay anywhere else. And by the way, a prophet said it was going to happen 400 years before it ever happened. And we treat it like it's just an ordinary day. There were these shepherds nearby. And by the way, again, an angel came and told them what was happening and where they could find this baby. And those shepherds went and they saw the baby and they were so excited that they told everyone about it. Everyone. And by the way, people actually believed them. Isn't that crazy? I mean, think about it. That is amazing. There are amazing details in the Christmas story that we just tend to gloss over now because we've heard them before time after time after time. And there's major ramifications to losing wonder. When we lose the wonder of Christmas, worship gets replaced. It gets replaced, and that's dangerous. Does anyone else get distracted by so many of the important and unimportant parts of Christmas? Anybody else? You just get distracted, and Jesus is lost, right? It's like, where did he go? I can't even find him in my Christmas anymore. Where's he at? That's not the way, obviously, it should be, because Jesus is the focus of Christmas. He is what Christmas is all about. If it weren't for Jesus, there wouldn't be Christmas. It would be called something else, probably, and there may be a holiday, and there may be some gift-giving, but it wouldn't be Christmas because it's all about Christ. And so we don't want to lose sight of him. You see, worship is declaring worth. And in this case, it's declaring Jesus' worth above all other worth. Value beyond anything and everything else we could ever do. That's what that is. And so at Christmas time, is he getting the worth that he deserves? Or are we giving it somewhere else? When we lose wonder of Christmas, not only does worship get replaced, but we fail to tell others the greatest news of all. And they miss out on the greatest gift of all as a result of it. Because we don't share. We withhold the greatest gift. Whether it be out of fear, whether it be out of just plain selfishness. I've received the gift, why would I offer it to someone else? 
And we don't want to do that. Let's not let that happen. So as we look at the wonder of Christmas, we're going to look at today through the eyes of some very ordinary people. Probably the most ordinary of all the people that were there that day. The shepherds. The shepherds. So let me ask you, would you grab a Bible? If you brought one with you, grab that physical Bible. If not, let me encourage you to do this. There's a fantastic app on your smart device. It's a Bible app. Go ahead, take time right now, right this moment even, and go to your app store and download it or just use the QR code. You'll be able to get there as well. But turn to Luke. You might be like, Luke, Luke. Well, at least that's a common name, okay? Some of the other names in the Bible I have a hard time with. But Luke is in the New Testament portion of the Bible. So the latter half of your Bible. It's also one of the four biographies of Jesus, known to us church people as the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke. If you get to John, you've gone too far, okay? Luke chapter two, we're gonna find the Christmas story. Yes, the one that you find in Charlie Brown and Linus reading, okay? Might be a little bit different. But Luke chapter two, we're gonna drop down to verse number eight because that's where we're gonna begin to see the shepherds come on the scene. It's gonna be quite lengthy here, but just bear with me as I read. It says, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them, And gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Are you in wonder that Jesus came for you? Does that leave you in wonder, in awe, in surprise that Jesus came for you? You see, verse 12 tells us, this will be a sign to you. Now catch the sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This is one of those times, it's like you're glad that I'm not God because my Jesus would have came with a lightning bolt or something, man. He would glow or something. But it's like, what kind of sign is that? He's gonna be wrapped in cloths and he's gonna be laying in a manger. It's like, well, even though that's not like a spectacular sign, they knew who they had found. Why? Because babies aren't born in barns, people, right? There were no other babies being born in a barn. I grew up in Iowa on a farm and we didn't have babies born in barns, even there. So they knew when they found a baby that was wrapped in claws, which by the way, that's what baby 
lambs were wrapped in because he would be the lamb of God. They knew that they had found the one that they were promised. That's what kind of sign that is. They knew exactly who he was or they had found who they said they would find. You know, last week, Pastor Guy, he told us how certain animals, they chew the cud. Anybody with us last week, okay? If not, we'll catch you up here. They're animals, they chew the cud, right? And we wanna do the Christmas chew, okay? And that simply means we need to pause and we need to consider and not just take a surface level look at Christmas. And so with the shepherds, I wanna take some time and to chew on that for a little bit, okay? I want you to ask some questions. You might be like, but it doesn't say. That's okay, that's okay. We can think a little bit, right? Have you ever had questions about those shepherds, though? You know, just a little bit about what it must have been like. Have you ever considered, just chew on this, sit in this for for a moment, what would it be like to have an angel show up at your job. Wow. Just as you're going about your own business, would you have been afraid? I'm like, yeah, I would have been afraid. And know what? Don't be afraid. It's not gonna cut it for me. I'm out of here, man. It's like, you guys can tell me what happens later. I'm not sticking around for this. What do you think it would have been like that day? Do you think the shepherds knew Joseph? Put some things together here. There was a reason he went back to Bethlehem. That's because it was his hometown. Can you imagine this? Angels tell you, hey, God's being born in a body here, okay? He's gonna be a baby wrapped in claws. You walk in, there's Mary, and Joseph, my buddy from high school, what are you doing? I heard, I heard that you were gonna have a baby and that you weren't married, but I didn't know this. Can you imagine that? That would have been quite the thing, wouldn't it? Absolutely. What would have been most important for you or most wonder-filled? Hearing from an angel, there's one of your choices. That'd be pretty cool, right? That'd be something you wanna tell everybody about. Man, I just heard from an angel. They'd be like, yeah, right, you're dreaming. Or heaven being opened up and you get to see all the angels. I mean, it's just the sky wide open and heaven looking down and praising God. You get to experience that. Or you get to walk in and you get to see Jesus as a baby laying in a manger. I don't know about you, but I'm going with the third one there. They didn't really know what they were doing, though. The shepherds, when they hear the term Messiah, Lord, Savior, they're thinking king. They're thinking someone to throw Rome away, someone to deliver us. You and I, we're thinking Savior, the one who provides what we need, the sacrifice for our sins so that we can be in heaven, so that we can have a relationship with him today. Amazing things, right? Ponder. Wonder, who would you have told first? Who do you think they told first? Man, it would be totally different today, right? The phones would be coming out, man, pictures would be being taken, they'd be sent immediately to family, to those you loved most. 
you're not gonna believe this. You see this right here? This is God in a body. Who would you have told first and why? Probably because you care about him. Probably because you love him. We need to wonder. Because wonder is going to take us to a place that we need to be at Christmas. And really, every day. Not just Christmas Day. We all have opportunity to meet Jesus. So here's my question for you. Have you? Have you met Jesus? Where? How did it happen? See, some people meet Jesus at church. A lot of people meet Jesus at church. Great place to meet Jesus. Some at home, some at work. But everyone, pretty much everyone, meet Jesus as a result of someone else who cares about them telling them about him. Where were you when you met Jesus? Have you met Jesus? For me, this one you're gonna have a hard time believing. You gotta remember though, this was a long time ago. I wanna tell you how long ago. I met Jesus in a public school classroom. How many are like, I, I can't believe that. When a public school teacher told all of us about him. Public school. Like I said, that was many years ago. That's how I met Jesus. And it changed my life. I didn't know he was my savior. She just invited me to meet him. He grabbed a hold of my heart. I hope he's grabbed a hold of yours. He grabbed a hold of it so, so much that I am thrilled to tell people about him. Scared to death sometimes. Scared to death, yep. But I want them to experience what I've experienced, a relationship with God. And Christmas is a great time to let others know that. It is probably the best time of the year to let others know that. And we need to be the ones who do that. That Jesus is our Savior, our Messiah, our Lord. By all outward appearances, this did not look like what they'd been told, right? This is a baby. It's a baby for crying out loud. How can a baby be a Savior of any kind? They're thinking he'll grow up and be a Savior. But this is when God physically became a reality, this is when God physically became a reality, I should say. Becoming a man and starting out like any other human being. Though there was a likeness to any other baby, this was no ordinary baby. The angels told him, this, would be, this is your Savior, your Messiah, your Lord. Savior meaning Jesus, our rescuer. Our rescuer. Like we said, we can look back, we understand. That means rescue from our sin is what that means. He's our Messiah, he's Christ, our King and he's Lord, both human and divine at the same time. He is God. He is God in flesh and blood. That's what we experience through Christmas. Chew on that for a moment. Just a moment, would you pause? I wish we had more time to pause on this, but what does it mean for Jesus to be your savior, your Lord? Your Messiah, what does it mean for you? Have you lost sight of that? Do you wonder about that, the magnificence of those very terms and those titles that he carries and that relationship that he holds with you? Have you considered that? Are you in awe of it? Because we need to be. 
We can't let there be a been there, done that type of attitude anywhere even close to that. Because that's who Jesus is and we're the recipients of all that. Are you in wonder, not only though that Jesus came for you, but are you in wonder that God chose you, and I mean you and me, to share the message of Jesus. Of all the people the angel could have appeared to, God chose shepherds. You see, we don't relate to that very well, right? How many of you relate to a shepherd? How many, when you think shepherd, you think of a kid in a nightgown, you know, with a bathrobe, you know, thing tied around his head, right, and a stick. Anybody else there? Okay, yeah, I should have had a picture of that, right? Yeah, you think shepherd, right? I grew up in Iowa on a farm. We didn't have sheep, okay? So think shepherd's like, like a cowboy, but not as cool, okay? Because they get to walk, cowboys get to ride, right? And sheep are dumb and cows are a little smarter than sheep, okay? Not a pretty job. And again, thankfully I'm not God because those are not the people I would have chosen. Ordinary plain people. So why in the world did God choose them to have an angel come and talk to them and then to go see Jesus? Why of all people? It's really rather simple. Even those least regarded by us, are most highly regarded by God himself. We can't ever forget that. You see, there aren't just plain, ordinary people in God's sight. There aren't. And so he chose those who would be on mission with him. By God, shepherds are highly respected. King David, the second king of Israel, was a shepherd boy when he was anointed to be the next king of Israel, a shepherd. King Jesus, this will rock your world, He's the sheep that will be slaughtered for us, but he's also the great shepherd that guides us, and we're his sheep. You see, shepherds weren't just plain, ordinary people. To everybody else, they were. Christmas Day shepherds, they were hardworking, they were caring, they were very protective, and they're the ones that God could count on to spread the good news to everyone that they saw, and that's why he chose them. Right there is why he chose them. He chose them to share the message of Jesus just like he's chosen you to be shepherds and to share Jesus. Just like he's chosen me to be a shepherd and to share Jesus. And so what they'd been told turned into what they would see with their own eyes. In verse number 15, if we go back there, we see this. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Does that surprise anybody? You think you hear from an angel and it's like, nah, you know what? I don't feel feel like going today. (laughs) No. They hurried off to go and find Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And then what they had seen with their own eyes would become what they would share with their own lips. Imagine that the shepherds, the wonder they must have gone through and experienced when they saw that things were unmistakably true, that this was their Messiah, their Lord, their Savior. Imagine what was going through their minds. Imagine what it must have been like because it didn't even matter whether people would believe them or not. They just had to tell everyone they possibly could. You ever have an excitement like that? 
that you're able to get past what will people think? What will people think? They're gonna think I'm crazy. You ever have that crazy person you know, who said, you're gonna think I'm crazy if I tell you this, but I'm gonna tell you anyways, right? Don't you just love them? And then you think they're crazy. Yeah. You tell people about Jesus, some are gonna think you're crazy. But we need to do it. Why? Because it's the most beautiful thing that we could ever share with another human being. The good news of Jesus Christ and that he wants a relationship with them. That he loved them so much that he would go to a cross and die on that cross so that they could be saved. That is beautiful. So, do I talk about Jesus that way? Do I tell others, he's changed my life and he can change yours? He washed my sin away. And he doesn't want you living in the guilt of your sin and shame. And you can be forgiven as well. We share what we believe. You ever notice that? What we really believe, we share with others. And we believe the wonder of Christmas is Jesus. That's why our Fox River mission is quite simple. Would you say it with me? Our heart is people, and our message is Jesus. One more time. Our heart is people, and our message is Jesus. If we believe that, then we will share. We will share the good news with others. The shepherds, they spread the wonder. They did. Far and wide. It tells us verse 17. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Why did he choose these people? Why did he choose you? You might say, he didn't choose me. If you've received the gift of salvation, he's chosen you. He's chosen you to share it with others. He tells us that. We need to be the shepherds. We need to be the ones who have so much awe and wonder that we can't help but tell others about it. So this makes great teaching, doesn't it? Makes a little bit of inspiration, hopefully, as well. But it is of no value unless we live it out. Unless we do something with it. So I want to give you some things that you can do. I think there's something for every one of us. You see, every one of us knows someone who needs Jesus. Well, let's start with one that might be a little simpler and easier. We can help people know Jesus who we don't ever even get to meet. You heard about it earlier in the service. You heard about my gift for Jesus, which by giving financially, it helps someone else take the message of Jesus on our behalf so that they can have Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. People in Kenya and Nicaragua, would you, would you make that happen? You heard how simple it is. Jump on that QR code, stop by the kiosk after service, find out more about how you can be involved in spreading the message of Jesus through my gift for Jesus. I wanna give you some personal ways though, as well. Some of you may have heard we're gonna be starting a new campus, north side of Waukesha. We are. And some of you need to go. You need to go there and be a part of it. You need to be on mission to go and reach people that have not come to know Jesus yet. You might be sitting on the fence. You might not even be on the fence. You might be like, I'm not crawling on that fence, man. Get off the fence. Be missional. 
You see, we're not here to just play church. We're not. We're here to tell people who Jesus is so that they can have a relationship with him. And some of us need to go, to go and be a part of that. You may have family and friends who live in that area of town. And you need to invite them to be a part of it. So what I want you to do is I want you to scan that QR code. You're gonna see there's a meeting, a launch meeting that's gonna be taking place January the 8th. Catch Pastor Bill. He'll talk to you more about it as well. But go. Find out more about it. It's a huge thing. We want to continue to have people come to know Jesus. But then there's Christmas. Christmas brings an opportunity unlike any other time of the year. It does, doesn't it? Because we can freely talk about Jesus, the Christ, because that's what Christmas is all about. And we need to do that. We're going to make a big deal at every one of our Christmas Eve services. A big deal. And we need to invite others to be a part of it. So if you're at our physical campus, Waukesha, Muskego, if you're sitting on the right side of an aisle, if you'd reach down, you'll see a basket there. Go ahead. Don't be the person who leaves the basket behind. Everybody else in the row is going to be ticked at you, okay? Grab that, if you would, right now and find those invitations. Take a few of them, okay? Take a whole handful of them, all right? But invite. We've got just a couple of weeks here to invite. Invite others to come be here with us so they can hear the message of Jesus. And then the last one I want you to consider. You know people that I don't know. And if you're expecting me to share the message of Jesus with them, it's probably not gonna happen because you're their shepherd. They're called your family. They're called your neighbors. They're called your friends. They're called your coworkers. And we need to share Jesus. Either through an invite, that's possibly, or if you can imagine this, we've got Advent taking place, right? You can easily share the Advent videos. But on Christmas Day, we're gonna have a very special Advent video. What would it be like if you said, hey family, can we pause? Can we bring some wonder into Christmas? Can we make sure that Jesus doesn't get lost on his birthday? Can we take some time? Turn on the TV, you're like, I don't have a TV. Go buy an 80 inch screen, you know, TV, okay, for Christmas. Show the Advent video. That's not possible. Maybe say, hey, can we pause for a moment? Turn to Luke 2. Can we read the Christmas story? Do what it takes. Maybe you're in a place you can share your story. Just simply say, hey guys, do you mind if I tell you how Jesus has changed my life? Because he can change yours as well. We need to be the shepherds. We need to be the ones who take the message of Jesus to everyone we possibly can. You might be here today and you've never trusted Jesus as your savior. That's your next step. That is your next step. In a moment, we're gonna pray. I wanna encourage you, if you've never trusted Christ, let today be the day that is the greatest, most beautiful Christmas gift you could ever receive. It's the greatest one ever given. If you're a Christ follower already, as we pray in a moment here, 
I want to ask you, would you take the time to commit to God to sharing the message of Jesus? Maybe you know who that is that he wants you to be sharing with. Would you commit that you will do that? Would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you for your goodness to us and sending us the greatest gift of all. Help us to share it. If you're here today with heads bowed, eyes closed, and you've never trusted Christ as your Lord, your Messiah, your Savior, today's the day. He died for you. Would you receive that gift? He says it is a gift. You can stop trying to earn it. You're not going to deserve it. It's a true gift. If you're wondering, how do I receive that gift? He tells us we place our faith, our trust in him. Just pray to him right now. Something like this. Dear God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, that first Christmas, that he grew up, became a man. And I believe that he went to the cross and shed his blood for me. He became the sacrificial lamb for me so that my sins could be forgiven. I want that. I want to receive that gift of salvation right here, right now. So I'm placing my faith in Jesus. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If that's you, would you just indicate that with a raised hand? Just raise your hand. Just let us know, okay? Thank you. Lord God, I pray you help us again to continue to share that message. Again, if you're here today and you'd say, God's prompted me, I need to share. I need to tell others about Jesus. I need to put the fears aside. And I'm going to commit to sharing, whether it be through an invitation, whether it be sharing your story, whether it be sharing an Advent video, whatever it may be, but you're committing to that. Would you raise your hand and say, that's me, I'm gonna do it. Okay, all right, thank you. Lord God, again, we praise you. We thank you for being a good, loving God who loved us so much to send his son for us. Help us not to lose sight of that with all the busyness of Christmas. Pray this in Jesus Christ's name. And everyone in agreement said, amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.